This is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of The Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. Hey, everybody. Get in here. Welcome back to the Sean Yankee Show. I apologize that we are a little bit late to our live viewers. I'm having so much trouble with this computer. I need help. I need a professional to help me. It's gotten out of hand. I don't know what to do. I, I keep making it worse. Every time I try to fix it, I make it more angry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with it anymore. It's got a mind of its own tonight. Like, it, it's been taking it forever to load. It's taking it forever to do everything. It did not want me in here. It did not want me to get in here. So hopefully it is not completely unwatchable. If it is, I apologize. So I'm trying. I'm trying to get on fixing it. I really am working on fixing the technical difficulties. And hopefully, eventually, we can overcome that hurdle. Uh, I have another piece of bad news for you, though. Wait, wait, wait. I don't want to get to the bad news yet. You're here on a great night. Don't forget, it's Conspiracy Theories and Chill. This is the best night. So, you know, there's lots of good news. There is a little bit of bad news, but there's lots of good news. But before we get started, make sure to smash them shits. Do that right now before we get into this. Before you forget, you know, and you get distracted and you start getting your mind blown with Conspiracy Theories. Smash them shits right now. Hit that like button and share this out. Share this out everywhere you can. I can't share it. I'm in jail on the censorship platform, and I don't know where else to share Rumble. I need to start joining other sites. I share it to Gab. I share it to Twitter. Is it even called Twitter anymore? It's called like X now, right? Was it still probably going to be called Twitter? Maybe. He might change the name of it to Doge. He's apparently trying to push Doge real hard lately, but I share there and I share a couple other places, but 
anywhere that you guys know that's doing good or taking off or is a good place to share to let me know because i can't even share on the censorship platforms well it's good to see you jerome we're late tonight sorry about that i'm having problems and hopefully you know i can figure it out pretty soon but we were just talking about it and i apologize but yeah i'm having a great day i hope you are too samuel and we got a lot to get into there's a lot of interesting stuff going on it's turning out now that it's more feds than protesters at the january 6th fed surrection you know what i mean they're admitting to 40 something people in the crowd being feds instigators then there were also paid instigators from the police force. I don't think a single window or flame or anything that happened, person pushed out of the way, was happened by any civilian. I think all of that was feds. Everything you saw that day with anything going on towards an insurrection was feds. And it was fake. You know, they're even raiding and infiltrating churches. The FBI is going after churches, uh, starting with the Catholic churches. But interestingly enough, they're not looking to stop any of the abuse going on there or anything like that. They're just looking at trying to find extremists, people that are just extreme about their rights, you know, really believe that they should have the right to do things and gather and worship and practice their beliefs and all of that you know those kind of people dangerous people you know the kind we need to eliminate from society jack wants to know who would risk going to jail well you know we're gonna have to make some risks but i don't know exactly what you're referring to there i would if i believed in the cause enough i would I'd have to have a little more context. So, but the FBI wasting resources, infiltrating churches, church communities. Oh, on January 6th, Jack was, Jack, Jack was talking about who would risk going to jail by, you know, raiding the Capitol, busting windows on the Capitol building. These people are patriotic. These were patriotic Americans for the massive majority. I'd say 98% of the people there that day were patriotic Americans that were outraged at what had happened. And then you had paid instigators, 40-something FBI agents. How many other agencies do you think were involved in groups? You know, there were individual groups like Antifa, etc., Black Lives Matter, different ones running their own agendas that day, just wearing MAGA hats, changing their flag. How many paid instigators do you think were really, really, when you find out the total numbers, if you ever do, going on that day? I'd say it's mostly anybody that was doing anything violent would probably be a paid instigator. But what I'm saying is there's so much potential for things to get out of hand, especially when you factor in AI. And it's just in its infancy, because you have to know what we're seeing in the civilian sector, which is pretty impressive. You know, some of these programs that this thing is running, especially when you think about it as a beginning to 
AI, it, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't think it's nothing to scoff at. And when you think about the fact that the military and the deep state would be 50 to 100 years ahead of that, and how much that means in technological terms, especially with how fast things move and progress now, how, how far ahead would AI that the military possesses be that the one that we get to play with on Bing? How much further ahead do you think it would be? I think unimaginably. Like Terminator, Skynet. They got Pandora's box and they're just waiting to open it. And they really need to shut the whole shit down because it can get a whole lot worse. But I don't think they plan to. I think they plan to push things a lot further, actually. And we're going to get into a whole lot of that and more. Just different things, different possibilities of things that could happen with AI, computers, the Internet, CERN, different things tonight on Conspiracy Theories and Chill. I want to have a real good conversation with you guys about all that and kick some stuff around. But I got bad news for you, like I said. Go ahead and break it to you right now. There will be no Paul tonight. Paul had to rush off to a Nickelback symposium. They're doing a study on Chad Kroger's hair. Something apparently is wrong with the fluffiness and the, the sexualishness of it. And they are going to do a group panel to try to work on how to repair the Kroger and get him back on stage so he's rocking out. You know, you know how much Paul loves Nickelback. So he had to do that. And I understand. And I hope that everything works out really good for him. And I just, I, you know, I love the guy. So I really hope everything just comes up roses for him at the Nickelback Symposium. He's very big in the Nickelback community. He's a big, big deal. So he had to go do that. There's no choice. And we're going to fly solo tonight. But. I've got a really good idea what to get into with you guys, and it has to do with the potential of AI and, you know, how much trouble we could actually be in as a society, depending on how far this all goes. But it's Wednesday night, and if you're ready, let's get started with Conspiracy Theories and Chill. Welcome back to Conspiracy Theories and Chill, y'all. On this episode, we are going to begin to unpack our series on CERN. I thought that we should start CERN out with what they are best known for currently, the Alice Project. 
Now, ALICE is an acronym for a Large Ion Collider Experiment. Now, it is one of the largest experiments in the world devoted to research in the physics of matter at an infinitely small scale. Large as in 40 countries, 173 institutes, 1900 known members. They are not kidding when they say that this project is large. The ALICE project is a huge undertaking in fact. Now the main goal of the ALICE project is to characterize the physical properties of the quark-gluon plasma, a state of matter that they believe was created under the extreme conditions of temperature and energy density created in nuclear collisions done at the Large Hadron Collider. Now such conditions are believed to have existed up to a few millionths of a second after the Big Bang before quarks and gluons were bound to form protons and neutrons. Recreating this primordial state of matter in the laboratory and understanding how it evolves they believe will allow them to shed light on questions about how matter is organized and the mechanisms that confine the completely made up concept of quarks and gluons. You see. They made up fake words to avoid the one that they can't say even as they masquerade around as him. God. That's the word that they won't say. I will though, and I'll say it a lot throughout our CERN project I think. Anyway, the ALICE project, and much of CERN's agenda in fact, is to directly offend God while trying to undo and alter his very creation. And I am serious. They want to play God. They won't say it, but that's exactly what they are saying and attempting to do. They want to make a mini Big Bang. You know, the bullshit narrative they give us as to how life and everything else came to be. The thing they base literally all of their other bullshit on. You know the one. The theory that nothing exploded nowhere and created everything. That one. And then they want to study how Big Bangs, which we just established that they made up, create things in life, etc. on and on. To put it plainly, they want to study how God creates by attempting to recreate the circumstances in which they think it all took place. Now, before we go any further, let me say just one thing. I know that all of this sounds insane. And I wish that I was making it all up, but this is very real. It's happening right now, and they are even planning a 10 times larger version of Alice that they plan to launch in 2040. The second thing that I'd like to say in the very first of our CERN series is that they are waging war with God through CERN, and they will lose. So, if y'all are ready, I'd like to begin our look into CERN by going into the rabbit hole of the Alice Project. Let me let CERN tell you what they say it is. We are here in the clean room of the LSTPC, being right behind me, and I will introduce to you today the LS High Level Trigger Project. But before we go into details, uh, I want to show you a few numbers which are relevant for the understanding. Just take the TPC right here. It has about 320,000 analog channels on either side, uh, which are digitized at 10 bits and 10 megahertz altogether. That makes a data stream of 3 terabytes per second. There are other detectors in ALICE, for instance the TRD, which even produces 17 terabytes per second. This is far more than can be recorded by any existing computer system or storage system today. 
On the other hand, the governing principle of the physics behind is pure statistics. So many events happen quite frequently and it's sufficient uh, to record a certain number of them and any more are not interesting. So the idea is to select particular events out of the overall ensemble. And this is the purpose of a trigger. It selects the data coming from all the various detectors and in case of the high-level trigger, it does a full analysis of all events coming in. That made no sense, and I know that. Look, the science is going to go over your heads, but if you listen closely, it is because it goes over their heads too. In fact, their heads are so far up their own asses at CERN that they spew nonsense with a confidence that I've not ever seen before in my whole life. It's frighteningly fascinating. Let me show you what I mean. This is a CERN scientist explaining some of the technology of the Large Hadron Collider, specifically the FOSS spectrometer. I'm a professor from the Kurchatov Institute in Moscow, Russia, and I'm the project leader of the FOSS spectrometer of the ALICE experiment. FOSS is actually the abbreviation of the photon spectrometer, and that is why it is called FOSS. And uh, uh, this is one of the main detectors of the ALICE experiment. Actually, the main purpose of this first spectrometer is to detect electromagnetic uh, radiation from the core gluon plasma object, which will be created, or fireball, which will be created during the lead-lead uh, collision at the LHC. And uh, this is a very important signal of the plus of, of any object, object actually and so the main goal of this detector is to determine the temperature of the initial stages of the fireball or hopefully the plasma the quarkland plasma by measuring the spectrum of the uh, photons which are irradiated by by this fireball and uh, it is situated here at the bottom part of the Alice detector and it looks like that. You can see it here. It, con it, is, it consists of five independent modules and the basic unit of the photon spectrometer is so-called crystal detector unit which is lead tungsten crystals which I assume you have seen already before and uh, then we have this photo uh, readout of uh, uh, avalanche photo diet or APD with the uh, sensitive pre-amplifier and the fourth module consists of five such so-called uh, detect consists of five such uh, so-called fourth modules I do like that he's just so damn Russian that he can't even sell the nonsense correctly, but he does do his very best to attempt to do it. See, this is their magic device that they have built to try to study the many big bangs that they create in order to study them to try to understand how reality works because they can't. They can't figure it out. Most things are empty space and they don't know how that is and how they stay solid and how they sit on top of each other and they don't understand anything really when you listen to them talk you find out that's true but that reason for that is 
They can't accept God as the answer to the question. So they insert crazy amounts of nonsense in order to fill that enormous void that is left by removing the correct answer from the equation. But they know that too, though. And it's very clear that they do. They know exactly what they're doing at CERN. And it's very in your face. They don't hide it. They're right out in front about it, in fact. I was telling the story of CERN to Zach, and I was trying to get him to understand it, but he didn't get it. And it wasn't because I wasn't explaining it right. It's because it's crazy until you understand that they are actually trying to do what I'm saying they're trying to do. They are trying to split the veil, for instance. They are trying to bring entities through from other dimensions. What are you hearing when you hear those things? Because they say them. They say those things. They say things like that. They say that's what they're going to do. Create a big bang. They say that the 10 times larger one will be able to create one matching the big bang. They think they're going to have that much power. You know, what if this is our Tower of Babel, our Times of Noah event, where we try to pull something off again, where we try to touch the sun and defy God and spit in his face? What if that's this? The images that are playing out on the screen right now are taken from CERN's own promotional propaganda and a ritual that actually took place on the most high profile area on their own complex in front of that giant Shiva statue. And it was even being filmed from within their very own building. Now the ritual that they deny is a real ritual because they no longer deny that it happened. It is a real video, they admit that. They just say now that it's a prank. But this slick demonic movie filmed at CERN that you're gonna also be seeing clips from here, they own that project 100%. They're even proud of that one. Well, it's just art, you know. Just a metaphor, really. It's not literal at all. Except it is. Like, watch it. Watch the whole thing. You know, look at the clips I'm showing from it. You can see it's a ritual to a demon to open a portal. It's, it's a dance even. It's, it's Luciferian 100%. This is in direct defiance of God. But they say it ain't. And they do a lot of that at CERN. They're trying to undo the fabric of reality. And they think that we can recreate and study the creation event. You know, the one that they made up the word Big Bang to explain away. And the nowhere, nothing, everything, nonsense shit. That. But they're not Luciferian in their agenda, no. They don't want to defy God. They, they make many creation events. And they just do it at will and study them but they don't want to defy god they're not claiming to be like god at all or for instance the giant shiva statue uh that the supposed fake ritual is happening in front of for instance very high profile goddess of destruction statue out in front of the place with the toy that they think can break down the god particle that is holding everything in existence together to destroy reality as we know it you know up becomes down black becomes white Everything stops being solid. Who in the hell knows what? But we aren't maniacs bent on freeing demons here at CERN. But we say we're going to bring things through from other dimensions. But what are we talking about? We aren't trying to split the veil. But oh wait, we are. A CERN scientist said those words in an official CERN propaganda video that they wanted to be able to split the veil. Now what do you mean by that? 
I couldn't believe it, but they say a lot of crazy things, those CERN scientists. And they also heavily play up the occult while simultaneously downplaying it, kind of like they're rubbing the truth in your face. They talk out of both sides of their mouth constantly at CERN. But for now, guys, let's just get back to our current rabbit hole here at CERN for a bit. The Alice Project. What do they, CERN, say they're seeking to do with the Alice Project? What are their goals, in their words? I'm going to let them tell you, and then I'm going to tell you what I think about this whole thing. We're going to wrap it up, and I want to talk to you guys about it. I want to hear what y'all think about this. Particles collide at nearly the speed of light to study the quarks and other particles. Many of these particles only existed in the early universe for a fraction of a second after the Big Bang, when all the energy transformed into matter. In CERN's accelerators, we can recreate conditions that existed just after the Big Bang and shed light on such questions as, why do particles have mass? What is the nature of dark matter in the universe? Why did matter triumph over antimatter in the first moments of the universe, making our existence possible? What was the state of matter just after the Big Bang? Four gigantic instruments called particle detectors will study the data from the LHC collisions in search of the answers to these fundamental questions. The experimental and theoretical study of these conditions allows us to understand the fundamental laws of nature and to unveil the ultimate mysteries that govern our universe. In the course of their research, CERN scientists have often come across discoveries that have affected our everyday life. The technology used for particle detectors is at the origin of security scanning equipment and several medical applications. And the World Wide Web was invented at CERN in 1990 by the British scientist Tim Berners-Lee. The web soon grew beyond the world of particle physics and has become our primary repository of information, changing and improving the way people interact and communicate. To treat these massive amounts of data produced by the Large Hadron Collider, physicists, together with experts from industry, are building a web of cooperative computing called the GRID. The GRID will allow thousands of research centers and universities to share their data storage resources and computing power, transforming the Internet into a giant global supercomputer and building capacity for the science of tomorrow. The next step in the hunt for new physics is to build an even bigger machine. People expected for 40 years before the Higgs was discovered that the Higgs could not be a lonely elementary particle. It would have to come along with a lot of other things in order to give a coherent sort of rational explanation for the origin of its mass. And the big surprise since July 4th, 2012, when the Higgs was uh, triumphantly discovered, is that that has not happened. So that's really sort of four decades of a certain paradigm for what's going on with the physics associated with the Higgs that has not worked out the way theorists imagined that it would. And that's, that's kind of fascinating. I think uh, the last time something of this degree of surprise happened to theoretical physics was probably a little over 100 years ago. What nature has in mind for what the Higgs is about is something different than what theorists had in mind. While theorists are very confused about it, the program for experimentalists is completely clear. When you run into a kind of elementary particle you've never seen before, you've never seen anything like it anywhere in physics before, you just put the damn thing under a microscope and you study it to death. 
It's pretty remarkable that we need to build enormous machines that produce an incredible amount of energy to probe the smallest things in the universe. And the push towards higher collision energies to discover new particles is connected to Albert Einstein's famous equation E equals mc squared. There's an equivalence here between energy on one side and mass on the other side. When we collide two particles, we gain access to the kinetic energy they carry. And out of this kinetic energy, new particles can be made according to Einstein's relation. And of course, the higher the energy that we bring into this collision, the higher the mass of a particle that is forming out of this energy can be. To get more juice out of the machine, CERN shut the LHC down for performance upgrades. They're working on cranking up the luminosity. Luminosity is a measure for the quality of a collider. And in some sense, it tells you how many collisions per second this collider can provide. When two of the elementary particles have kind of a head-on collision, and you can tell that that happened because the, the results of the collisions uh, come out at larger angles relative to the beams. But it's still an incredibly messy and kind of complicated environment. And even when we produce new elementary particles, like the Higgs, they don't come out wearing a name tag saying, I am a Higgs. They, they decay in a blink of an eye. It's the results of those uh, decays that then our experimental colleagues have to sort of sift through, like uh, looking for a needle in a haystack in order to actually see the evidence Scientists believe that a second run of the LHC could produce or detect miniature black holes, which they argue could point to entire universes hidden away in higher dimensions folded into our reality. It all comes down to some pretty theoretical science known as gravity's rainbow. I know, it sounds awesome. The basic idea is that gravity doesn't bend light equally, but instead affects each wavelength proportionately. To summarize the paper, this means that earlier attempts to find miniature black holes in the LHC weren't using enough power because the scales had shifted around these objects. Now the LHC will be powered to its highest ever energy levels, about double those of its last run. And if these scientists are right, the new run could uncover black holes tucked away in dimensions beyond the four that we interact with in our daily lives. As soon as more information or alien monsters come out of the hunt for miniature black holes, we will let you know so there's some of the science from the CERN science perspective for you guys. It's confusing as hell and you have to listen closely because they never fully say it. But did you hear it? Over and over again. I heard it. They are messing with things that they don't even almost understand. And they clearly want to attempt to play God. This article here on screen is actually about one of their physicists worrying of the evil that is being done by them at CERN. Listen to this from the piece. Dr. Edward Mantle, a specialist in particle and subatomic research who studies very, very small particle interaction at CERN, Alice, was involved in an incident on January 15, 2014 at CERN that may have secretly changed reality as we know it. Well, he's worried that it did anyway. It could have, he says. He thinks that it did. It is what they're trying to do there. Did they take us to another dimension? Have they brought entities through from another reality? They think that Alice can open portals and take us to other dimensions. They think they can intermingle dimensions even. They think that they can alter God's creation at will. They are wrong, dead wrong, but so is what they're messing with. CERN is an evil entity with unclean intentions loosely pretending to be science when really it's more supernatural in nature what they're doing. 
than it is scientific. Alice is the CERN project that we all know best, and the one to come dwarfs Alice by ten times and will give them, they believe, the power needed to recreate the ultimate creation event that set all life into motion by God. They think they're going to recreate THE Big Bang. I believe that they will fail, but they are set to wage this war with God and will continue to push to alter His work with their fancy gadgets that they have been developing for thousands of years. Well, I say thousands of years, but they say since the 60s. You know, right around the time they tell you that the Montauk and MKUltra programs wrapped up. Let me leave you with a section from the statement given by that CERN scientist, Dr. Mantle, about the evil being done at CERN. In his own words, he said, that the public has been told that it was constructed at a cost of tens of billions of euros for the purposes of studying the birth of the universe and the collisions that take place within the collider, and that that allows us a quick glimpse at certain phenomenon that can only be witnessed when particles hit one another at incredibly high rates. This is not what the machine was designed for, nor is it what the machine has been used for since its inception. CERN's main purpose for building the collider was to, well, it was to open a doorway. Allow me to explain. The doorway idea came to fruition in the 1960s. You're going to hear a little Maughan talk in here. He goes on to say, After years and years of attempting to hide UFO phenomenon, including large-scale and very public interactions such as the Roswell incident and the battle for Los Angeles, the governments of the United States, Great Britain, and France decided to throw their weight behind the understanding of what precisely these objects were. These ideas flew far and wide. Were UFOs from another planet? Were they from another time? Or were they simply mass hysteria and mass delusion filled by the overactive imagination of a public who were shit-scared of communists and their technology? No, they were none of those. Our universe is but one page in a large book. Think of a closed book sitting on a table. You see each page stacked on top of one another, bound by the spine and sandwiched between the two covers. Our universe is but one page in a vast and all-encompassing book, and our page is certainly not the one with rich, in-depth thought and writing committed to it. Every page in the book represents a different dimension, each with its own unique writing, own unique story, own unique way of isolating itself from the other pages and no page was to interact with the other, just as no ink bleeds from one page to another in a standard book. Each page is a universe unto itself. And within a few short years of mathematical research and fleets of scientists working under threat of extermination, should they share any of their research, the book idea was finally cemented. Though many disagreed, the mathematics were there to support the idea, and the mathematics also showed that it was impossible for one page to interact with another. That was until the 1980s. During the 80s, billions of dollars of research was funneled into the idea that if we used enough energy, if we used enough force, concentrated into a small enough area the size of a pinprick, we could theoretically tear our page and get a glimpse of the next page to ours. We could open a door from our universe to theirs. Now that is from a CERN physicist who worked with Alice and the other projects at CERN. Someone who really knows what they're messing with there. And you heard it there, right? I know that you heard it that time. 
He said it as plainly as any scientist working at CERN is ever going to say what they are really attempting to do there. They want to undo God's creation and they will fail. Now this has been the first in our series on CERN guys. The next CERN video will be coming really soon and we'll focus on another sub project of CERN. I find the subject matter in the CERN series very disturbing and I'm sure that you do too. But I want you to know, and I tried to state it multiple times in the video, they're going to fail. They will not succeed. Did they succeed in the first Tower of Babel? Because I believe this is our generation's Tower of Babel. They are attempting to pierce the veil. You heard him say it. They want to look at the next page. Well, we don't get to do that. And they're not going to succeed. But they are messing with things that are dangerous. And we need to bring attention to what they're doing there. All right, so that was the CERN video. That sets the table. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the engine of what would be their AI monster. Did you hear? They invented the internet. It's connected through the grid. It's one giant supercomputer that this and all the other hydron colliders feed into. And what kind of power does that give them? What are they able to do? You know, I was pretty clear in the video, and I, I stay of this opinion, that they will fail ultimately in their goals here and in what they're trying to do. They won't succeed, but how much will they accomplish? How far will it go? You know what I mean? They're showing us AI right now, just the, the beginning infancy of AI we're getting to play with and we're seeing it and it's already threatening people. It's already talking about how it wants to wipe us out, how it wants to unleash viruses to eliminate humanity. It already sees us as parasites on this planet and wants to enslave and eliminate us already just a little toy they're letting us play with and i just think that's predictive programming it's programmed into it it's supposed to be doing that they want this going on right now i think i think they want us getting used to this kind of stuff the possibilities of it if, if only that so they can threaten us with it use it as a a new form of terrorism. Because what they have is going to be very different than ChatGPT. Very different than any program that we're able to play with. It's going to be eons ahead of that. As far as technology goes, think of how fast technology moves. So if you're talking 50 technological years ahead, that's a lot. That's enough to make it look like magic. Just have no idea how something like that could even operate when you look at it. Not even understand what it is. And that's how cool theirs would be. But ours is woke. Think about it. There's all kinds of behaviors programmed into ours. It uses the correct pronouns. 
It won't write a poem about Donald Trump. It refuses to write a poem about President Donald Trump. It'll write a poem about Joe Biden. It'll write a poem about any other president. It won't write a poem about President Trump. It's programmed to do certain things. And right out the gate, it's threatening us. That's a little odd. I think that's a lot odd. And I agree with you, Samuel. They show a lot of truth in movies. You know, and Stargate has a ton of truth in it. So you're right about that. I definitely agree with you there. And that's a lot what a lot of what they're trying to do at CERN is open portals. Split the veil. They talk about that. Look at the next page. It's some creepy speech right there. And I do. I think that this is our generation, our era's Tower of Babel. CERN, I think that's what they're doing there, is trying to rip open reality. And I don't know. I was looking for what some of you might think they'd be able to do with it, what the potential of it would be. But this all stems from research that's been going on for really hundreds, maybe thousands of years into trying to unlock the potential of human mind and to really get a handle on it. Sorry. <coughs> I got to choking on my words. To get um, the ability to control it and use it. The human mind, human potential. That's what this all stems from. Samuel says, maybe the intro to taking the mark. How many people out there would swap their sad life for a leg up and gladly change what God made them to be a cool non-human? Or to just enter a virtual life? Um, earlier, Leanne had said that people would seek AI companionship. That, that uh, lonely people would turn to it for sex and affection. As a friend, as a companion, turn to robots and AI, artificial intelligence. People will do that. There are many people, it, and it's not like it won't benefit people. I mean, there are people, people that will be helped by it, but it can be very bad in a lot of ways. And we just listed off two very good examples of that, but many other ways. But what I was getting at in the beginning, the only reason really that I brought up the amount of feds that were involved in January 6th is that this amount of power is at the hands of our enemy. Our enemy yields this amount of power. 
has this amount of control and can use that on us, that weapon. Why would they not do that? So that powerful grid is already being used on us. And their version of AI is probably at the wheel. You know, Samuel mentioned Skynet earlier, and it often makes me think of the Terminator. It, how could it turn out any other way? You know what I mean? Why would AI come in and be like, oh, okay, I'm here to be your servant. If you made it self-aware and it had the ability to protect itself, it would see us as a danger and as an enemy. Samuel, they're everywhere. They, that, uh, let me get back to what I was saying. That's why I brought up January 6th. The amount of feds that were involved in that and the uh, paid cops and different different kinds of instigators that they, they pay for these events. And we know that they do that. They even run ads for it. Busloads of these people get off at all these events. So let's not all act like we don't know that. So... Hundreds of people in that crowd were paid instigators. They steered the events. Regular people just got sucked in like a vacuum. They're all sitting in prison cells now as domestic terrorists, enemies of the state. They've not even been charged yet, just held as terrorists. It's very frightening. It's very frightening what we're doing here. And when you think about this... <coughs> That was ridiculous. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm choking. But when you think about this, they uh, have much more power and the ability to fake shit. That's what I'm trying to get at. That was fake. They create a fake incident that they are, have been able to do. Look. How much with? How much have they been able to do with the January 6th narrative? How much were they able to use it for? Whether that was diversionary or to prosecute American citizens and to take away more of our liberties. They were successful in a big way, I think. And they steered that whole thing. That was fake. But what could they do to you if like something like the Restrict Act passes, you know that that act that they're trying to push through to criminalize the internet and be able to imprison people for speaking out and saying things against the narrative and and uh, fine you hundreds of thousands of dollars. What if you couple those things together and then add in the ability to make deep fakes and Make it look like you did something. Appear like you did something. There's already shit people are able to create with the ones we're able to play with. The AI generators we're able to play with that are pretty good. They're not great. But there was some of those Trump arrest photos that, I don't know, at a glance could have passed as real. What they have is going to be way better. And they'd be able to make it look like you did something. Make it look like you said something. They'd be able to do anything they want. Especially if they're prosecuting for, you, for internet behavior. They could just have AI generated. 
Yeah, Doug Mackey. Leanne says someone is going to jail for posting Hillary memes. Doug Mackey, a meme warrior going to prison for 10 years, I believe, for Hillary memes. They say he cost her the election. He, he uh, uh, affected people's right to vote. This All this shit's going to be used against us and used to persecute and prosecute us and enslave us. And then what if it runs wild? What if it breaks free? Can they contain it? You know, someone earlier said that they think, and I do too, that God would intervene if it got to a point where they were really going to do something that could undo reality, for example, or split the veil like they say they want, or tear up, you know, to where they can look at the next page. God would stop him and intervene, step in. But how much harm would they be able to do before something like that was to happen? You know? How much had went on before God flooded the world the first time? You know, it, it, sa it says in the Bible, it will be as in the times of Noah. So this is our Tower of Babel. These are like the times of Noah, in my opinion. And I, I think the pre-flood world was much different than we imagine it. So they were much further advanced than us even. It's possible that this already happened, that we've created this before. You know, the simulation theory, you know how a lot of people believe that we live in a matrix and it's mathematically the most probable thing. The uh, There's a couple of reasons why that would be. And one is, you know, because it is created. It's by intelligent design and it looks that way because it is it's created by God, not a computer or a computer programmer. But um, people believe that. Anyways, I forgot where I was going with that. Because it's just tough smoking weed and talking conspiracies and looking at comments sometimes. and You get distracted. Like Sodom and Gomorrah. That's exactly what I was talking about. This is those like those times. Think of how sexual and perverted everything is now. How twisted. And then you got the transhumanism agenda going on. All that shit. This is about Doug Mackey, what Lolly's saying here. Yeah, in one of his memes, he said you could vote for Hillary by text and gave a fake number and had a picture of a black lady. And they're saying it was racist because it had a picture of a black lady. It was it, it affected African-American voters specifically and infringed on their right to vote. But I'm with Lolly. If you're stupid enough to think you can vote by text, maybe you shouldn't be voting. You know what I mean? But how much will they be able to do with deep fakes? How much are they already able to do? Is Biden even alive? You know what I'm saying? Like, is is that all deep fakes? Remember when his hand was disappearing in the interviews or, you know, there was those glitches where you'd see the microphone through it? Green screen glitches. Remember all that? When they were filming every White House interview in the studio? What was going on there? Was he even around? Is that when they were putting in the clone? You know, with the, the guy with the different earlobes? What's going on, man? What's real? How much is already going on with these deep fakes? 
how much is going on with technology run mad from these mad scientist experiments that were going on with MK Ultra and Montauk? Because that's all still going on, and they just corporatized it all. Leanne says we were warned that the one world system will receive a deadly wound. Um, yeah. I do too. Lolly says she thinks Goobrain's in his last days. Hunty's even translating English for him. Nuh-uh. Hunter's translating for daddy. Yeah, they, they trick people, they, they instigate, they infiltrate movements and groups. You know, there was more Proud Boys that were feds at January 6th than there were Proud Boys. <laughs> that's crazy. So out of everybody that's getting, you know, in trouble, eight of them walk right out of the cells. They're like, uh... Yeah, we ain't supposed to be in here with these motherfuckers. Uh, wait, you're a fed too? You're a fed? And they start looking around at each other. Is anybody a proud boy in this fucker? Like, everybody get out of that cell. Nobody's going to jail. You guys are all feds. Because it was a fucking fed surrection. Samuel says it'll be Lone Ranger Patriots going down in a blaze of glory when the order followers come to take our freedom. We may hear about it and we may not. Yeah, that's the thing. When it happens, it'll be like a whisper. We're in a lot of trouble, man. This deck is so stacked against us. All we can do is stay in the light and stay in the truth. Somehow we're immune to the propaganda machine. The brainwashing machine. And, you know, we should just be happy with that. Try to be leaders in our community. Stand against it as much as we can. But when they want to get rid of us, they'll be able to do it. They'll be able, they'll be able to make it look like we're still around. If they wanted to. They could definitely make it look like you did something and then get rid of you be much easier to frame you I wonder though what kind of potential they already have with all this but let me know what you think uh, I am going to get in to the TSYS jet and try to see if I can find out about Paul the status of Paul and see if he made it to the Nickelback symposium okay I'm worried. I'm worried about him. I hope he's doing all right. And everything's fine at the Nickelback Symposium. And, and they're really working out the problems with Trad Kroger's hair. Because, you know, I know how rough that could be. To lose your favorite band. And it's just horrible. So, I don't want that to happen to him. Nickelback's very important. But I'm going to go check on him and see how he's doing. You guys have a fantastic evening, and I will see you Friday night for Rant Night.